This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Plans and preparations for the 2023 season are underway for your Minnesota Twins. This is the show that catches up with players, staff, and the entire organization. It's Inside Twins. Inside Twins is sponsored by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated. It's how memories are created and legends are made. This is Inside Twins. In fact, it's the final edition of Inside Twins here because we get actual baseball in the coming days. Grapefruit League action kicks off all across our network on Saturday. I will be there, uh, weather permitting, uh, but today we wrap up a uh, final edition of our hot stove program here, Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer. It is Fill of a snow, uh, gusty winds, blizzards, more blizzards coming here across Twins territory. We hope everybody is hunkered down and safe uh, with their families. Uh, I know a lot of schools canceled today, businesses shut down. We hope wherever you are, you are safe and taking care of yourself, staying off those slippery roads and joining us across a variety of our uh, twin social media platforms here today, whether Facebook, whether YouTube, whether our Twitter page. And we invite your input today as we journey to a much warmer climate as we head down to Lee County Sports Complex in Fort Myers, Florida. It's twin spring training, and Pablo Lopez kind enough to join us today straight off the field where it's been a little warmer today as the pitchers get a little work in. Uh, and then Pablo's got a busy day in southwest Florida that we'll talk about in a bit. But Pablo, first and foremost, for many people who didn't get a chance to meet you or see you at Twins Fest, this is their introduce uh, introduction to one of the newest members uh, of, of the club. You had your own introductions uh, at spring training and at Twins Fest with a, with a new club. Now, this is not the first time you've changed teams. You were traded as a minor leaguer. Is it a lot different, though, as an established major leaguer joining a new organization? Yeah, I would I would say that it is definitely it's an easier transition when you're in the big leagues. You know, a lot of things are uh, a lot of things are different. A lot of things change uh, change when you make it to the big leagues. One of them is just um, the facilities that teams can provide you to help you make the transition any easier. And I'm not gonna get tired of saying this because it's true that I am extremely grateful how welcoming everyone's been from the players to the coaching staff, to the front office, to the fans, every fan interaction I had, Twins Fest, every fan interaction I have had down here in Fort Myers, it's been you know extremely kind, extremely welcoming. Everyone's excited that I'm here, which makes me even more excited to be here. So it's been definitely, at the beginning, it was just you know mixed feelings with the trade and all that, because um, we do get attached to teams naturally. So you know I think we can help or prevent that happening, but, now I'm, I'm now that I'm you know like been here for a couple of weeks now I've been at Twins for like four or five weeks I'm just very happy to be here very, uh, very excited to get going and I I've heard many wonderful things about the Tw- Minnesota Twins fans and I'm just looking forward to you know show up to Minnesota and get going. 
Baseball can be a pretty small world, and rumors of the Twins' interest in you date back to previous seasons. Were there folks in the clubhouse or in the organization that you had either played with before or had mutual associations with so that it wasn't like uh, completely a, a new world for you walking in? You know what? Only only a handful of guys. Uh, I play with Emilio Pagan in Seattle. Uh, he was drafted. I think we were drafted the same year. We never played at the same level, but we always interacted, whether it was instructional league, minor league spring training camp, extended spring training camp. So he was one of those guys that I knew uh, that I was going to, you know, like come back to and uh, just catch up and all that. Uh, other than that, not really. I remember facing Jorge Lopez in the major leagues. One time he was pitching with the Royals. They came to Miami. I was the opposing pitcher, so I remember facing him. Yeah, Julian Lopez is now. Are you guys going to have to do the the P Lopez and the J Lopez on the jersey? Gosh, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't like that. That's a very little league feeling. I remember Lopez is a very common last name, as we all know. So growing up um, in a handful of little league teams or tournaments, there was always another Lopez, and I was not a fan of the P dot Lopez. So I think we're going to be Lopez Lopez. The funny thing is we're both 48 and 49 and our lockers are right next to each other at least here <laughs> for spring training. So I'm sure that gives them, you know, like the clubhouse uh, staff, some, some plus, uh, some issues sometimes maybe. Uh, now, Pablo, you grew up in, in Venezuela. The Venezuelan baseball community is very tight and, and it's a beautiful world uh, in terms of how much the country means to the players who are here in the United States when they're away. And it's also a very tight knit group of, of players who've had maybe some similar experiences and made it to the major leagues. You're going to represent Venezuela in the world baseball classic. You were traded for a fellow Venezuelan in, in Luis Arise. Had you guys crossed paths before being swapped for one another? And what's it going to be like as a teammate of Luis in the WBC? Uh, I don't know him personally. We did cross paths in the minor leagues in 2016. We both played in the Midwest League. I played for the Clinton Lumber Kings while he was playing for the Cedar Rapids Colonels. And I think he was also the batting champion that year. So obviously, he's always had those bat-to-ball skills, you know, such a, such great hand-eye coordination. So I don't know him personally. But like you mentioned, we're both going to be teammates for Team uh, Venezuela for the WBC. And you know, like uh, when the trade happens, uh, you get to see it from both sides. And one of the things you would see about Luis is that not only a great player, but a great person. So that's always good. You know, like we spend so much time focusing on ourselves as players that sometimes we have to remind ourselves that we spend more time being people rather than players. So to know that um, Miami got such a great guy in return and uh, that guy's going to be my teammate for the tournament. Uh, you know, it's it, it makes me really excited. Looking forward to that, and I know we're gonna have a lot of things to talk about. I'm gonna ask him what he thinks about the Marlins. I'm sure he's gonna ask me what I think about the Twins. So I'm looking forward for that interaction. You played in Clinton. You mentioned in a little sidebar here. Can you still smell that? That the smell of that factory that's right next to the ballpark in Clinton. All these years later, the dog food factory. <laughs> yeah, it's Hard legendary. It's legendary in minor league baseball. It's hard to forget, yeah. Yeah, that, that will stay with you. With the WBC, how does that change your spring training in terms of how much you throw, how often you throw? Has it affected you at all? So spring training changes because you are expected to show up for the WBC and you know whatever amount of pitches you're going to get, the intensity and adrenaline is going to be higher. You know that you're going to – 
you're going to want to execute every single pitch with everything you have. And usually by that March, by those March dates, your body is usually not ready yet. So I took that into account for my off-season preparation. And I knew I had to push everything forward a couple of weeks if I, if I was going to ask myself to execute those kinds of pitches earlier than usual. So say, just to say something, let's say my usual uh, day to start throwing baseballs in the offseason is December 1st. Well, guess what? This offseason had to be November 14th uh, because I knew that before spring training, I'm, I, I was going to need to throw a certain amount of opens, even some live VPs before showing up to spring. Usually when you show up to spring, you, the first thing you do, you throw a couple bullpens and then you go to live. Well, the first thing I did this spring training was to throw live. I was already going to hitters and I got myself ready for that because I don't. I also do not want to jeopardize the, re the rest of the season. So I think I took the right approach. I took everything into account and I developed a very detailed and thorough pro programming for my arm and my body. That way I can go and perform with everything I have. But at the same time, whenever we come back, hopefully after winning the whole thing, I hope uh, that I'm gonna. I know I'm gonna come back, and I'm just my body's gonna be ready to function and respond to you know 162 games after that. You also threw more innings last year, 180 and change than you've ever thrown before. Did your body feel different at all when you went back to the mound this off season? You know what? It it, it it felt good. I remember the season was over. I hit 180 innings on the dot my last game and. I remember talking to the media after, and I was like, man, you know what? I wish we had more games coming. <laughs> I wish we were in a position that we had more games scheduled because I was feeling that good. And, you know, that makes me really happy because I did take my routine. I did take good care of my body in a way I'd never done before. And seeing the results made me really happy. And obviously, it's a never-ending cycle. You're always learning. You're always trying new things. But I, for the most, for the most part, I stuck to the same routine. But I'm always talking to the guys that have been doing this for a while, and if they have any little, you know, any little good information, good knowledge, good nugget that I can take, and you know, and give it a try. I'm gonna do that. But you know, I was very proud of that accomplishment. 32 stars, 180 innings, and I'm looking forward to do that again this year, even more innings. You know, like when you hit that 200 inning, inning threshold, that's like that's a big deal, and that's always a goal. The goal is always to remain healthy so you can give your team 30-plus starts, 200-plus innings. So uh, that's where my mind is at. My mind is um, being part of one of the best, one of the best, if not the best, rotation in baseball, such good depth, good talent, and just take them out every five days and do that for 30-plus games and try to provide my team 200-plus quality innings. So that's where my mind is at, and that's what was on my mind throughout the whole offseason. Yeah, and Rocco has mentioned last year that the starters did not go deep for the Minnesota Twins, and he has kind of put that on you guys this year that he would like to get more out of his rotation. Just a, an example, you had 11 starts last year of more than six innings. The Twins only had 12 as a team. You had eight starts of seven innings or more. The Twins only had 10 as a team. Is that something as a group that you guys would like to be out there a little bit longer and tax that bullpen a little bit less? 100%. 100%. You take... So we pitch every five days. So you take those four days to make sure that your body and your mind is ready to provide the team to provide the team all the help they need. You want to take care of your guys in the bullpen. You know, you want to go out there and try to give your guys in the bullpen those six, seven, eight, some good days, nine innings. You know, you want to take care of those guys. And but that's something that you have to earn. You know, we have to show Rocco and the pitching staff that 
and the pitching and the coaches uh, pitching staff that we can go out there and we can navigate a line of three, four times through because that's what it takes if you want to pitch deep into the games, that seventh, eighth inning. So we have to show um, the coaching staff that we are able, that we are made to do that. And then, you know, like then they start giving you that confidence. They start giving you that trust that, okay, you know what, these guys in the seventh inning, he's at 95 pitches, but I know he can get through this batter. I know he can get through these next couple outs. So I think that's something that you earn. But I think as a whole pitching staff, we've discussed that a bunch. And that's one of our goals. That's our mindset. Our mindset is just go out there Try to try to throw the first pitch of the game at the very last pitch of the game. You know what? And that makes the bullpen guys happy, and, yeah, and, makes and the more effective. Guys, yeah. yeah, you you want you want them to be happy. You want them to be <laughs> on the bullpen. Want them to be relaxed. And then you know what? If they need to come to come down to the game and put down a fire, then they're gonna do that for you. And they can do that better if they're well rested. If they know better than now, you know what? Pablo, Sonny, Joe, Tyler today they got six. They got seven. You know there's. You know, like when you start getting that confidence from the coaching staff and your bullpen teammates and all your teammates, it's a great feeling. So I think that's something we're we're looking to accomplish this year. Very well said and a great mindset. Pablo Lopez, newest member of the Twins rotation. We'll take a break here on Inside Twins. Come back and talk about what Pablo has on tap today after his workout, which just finished up. He and Tommy Watkins going to be part of something special in Southwest Florida. This is your home for Twins baseball. Welcome back to Inside Twins. Inside Twins brought to you by Killerbrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated. How memories are created and legends are made. It is cold and snowy. Blizzard conditions and some storm warnings up here in Twins territory. It is a little bit warmer down in southwest Florida. But southwest Florida, Lee County, they've been dealing with the devastation of Hurricane Ian uh, for a long time now. And today the Twins, including our guest Pablo Lopez are going to help do something about that along with the United Way. Pablo, you and Tommy Watkins will be part of a group that's going to be out at the processing center for the United Way where items are distributed to the community, necessities for families to help get along. There'll be some gift cards donated as well. Tell us a little bit about how you and, and Tommy, who is from Fort Myers and knows uh, the ins and out of this community and is beloved there better than anybody, uh, how you got involved. Yeah, so obviously I I spent my seasons in Florida. I spent it on the east coast of Miami. And then I remember when the whole hurricane thing was going down, even the east coast of Florida was, you know, we were just prepared, we were, we were worried, and then seeing everything happening in the west coast, in the Gulf Coast, it was just, you know, it was just heartbreaking seeing that happening. And then I didn't really understand the magnitude of it all until I got traded. And I remember I went to like a luncheon at the stadium and then I hear the president of team operations, Dave St. Peter, say how much they have to do to get the complex running. And that's when I really put it into perspective. I'm like, wait a minute, this is like bigger than I thought, bigger than I'm, I'm sure a lot of people thought. And then I came down here and the moment I saw the sheet uh, for this initiative today, I put my name right away. And then I talked to uh, Watkins and he told me he's from here. And, you know, he was just running me through some of the places he knew as a kid, just things like that, just things that you hear and then you realize that there's so much going on out there that sometimes we just forget it or we take a lot of things for granted. So I think just today is such a great event we're doing. I know the twins like earlier in December did some donations, helped out with some cleaning. So I think just being involved with that today, just go out there and try to help as much as we can with donations, just letting people know, because we, we are part of the Lee County community. We're part of the Fort Myers community to, just to let them know that we, we have their back. Because, you know, when we show up to spring training, everyone's so nice, so welcoming. So 
they let us know that they have our back then so like obviously the nicest thing to do the right thing to do is just to show them that we're there to take care of them as much as we can so um i'm really you know it makes me really happy that the twins they they take these things seriously because you know like uh, we can do so much. We have to, we have an amazing platform to go out there and help as many people as we can. So the fact that we take advantage of it makes me really, really, really happy. And just another thing of being a twin that really excites me. And Pablo, this isn't just words. This is kind of who you are. Uh, the, one of the first things you did when you were traded was contact the Twins Community Fund to find out how you could get involved. Where did that come from? I, I know you had a great relationship with your parents who were both doctors when you were growing up. You were an outstanding high school student. You had a lot of options with what to do with your life. Where did this willingness and desire to serve and help others come from? So I remember I was I always liked baseball since I was little. So uh, there was a time I was probably like eight or nine years old and my dad told me like, hey, there's a couple of baseball players from one of the winter um, baseball teams in Venezuela and they're just doing like a free clinic and my dad took me to that and I was just like well guys do that guys just show up to the you know like the community to you know the outside world and do the, uh, these kinds of things so that was like my first introduction I'm like this is so cool that guys do this and then obviously going through the minor leagues then you get you get a platform it's not as big as when we're fortunate enough to be in the big leagues but you start seeing the the opportunities and then i was just like you know what i want i want to let everyone know that i'm in their community but i want to be involved in their community so even in the minor leagues every uh, community event community service miracle league opportunity i really try to take advantage of it and it's just it's just because i remember the impact that moment had in me and you know it was something it was something little it was it was a ba um, small basal clinic but I, I i always go back to that feeling of having someone then you know someone might look at me as a role model just the way i look at those uh winter ball players as role models so just having the opportunity to go out there give back i think that's what that's where real happiness comes from you know it's not what you have it's what you do with what you have so when we have this platform just taking advantage of it and you know you can you just this smallest detail the slightest little thing can change someone's day put a smile in their face which which would put a smile on my face and i mean that's always a good feeling to have that's a beautiful thing pablo and a great way to go about your business and your life and something a lot of people certainly could learn from and the twins territory is absolutely uh privileged to have you as part of it uh here and now both in southwest florida and across the upper midwest we're going to take our final quick break when we come back to inside twins brought to you by killabrew root beer locally owned and operated how memories are created and legends are made your questions for pablo lopez right here on your home for twins baseball okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's our final segment of Inside Twins. Pablo Lopez joining us after doing some PFPs uh, on the uh, diamonds there in the sunshine of southwest Florida. He's headed out with Tommy Watkins a little bit later uh, to take part in this United Way initiative to help folks in southwest Florida uh, recover from the devastation of Hurricane Ian. Of course, spring training games begin on Saturday. We will be there and be on the air. Very excited 
about that. We're going to take your questions for Pablo. The first one comes from me, Pablo. Uh, I can't wait to see it up close and personal. Tell me about your changeup. Where, where did that come from? How did you develop it? it well, it came from throwing. It also came for the ability that I didn't have to spin a breaking ball. I think spinning the breaking ball always was a little more of a challenge to me, that changing speeds with that changeup. So it just came with uh, I had a really good pitching coach. I remember in the minor leagues that just like, you know what, coming up, uh, I also had trouble spinning the baseball, so I had to rely on my changeup. So it was just about finding the right grip and then the right mentality you want to throw it with. You want it to look like a fastball, and if it isn't a fastball, the only thing that should change is your grip. Everything else stays fastball-like, and then he gave me some really good good pointers with it. You want to play catch with it because, you know, when you're playing catch, is your when you're playing long toss, is your truest delivery. Because, you know, you're throwing 200-plus feet, 300-plus feet, uh, plus feet, that's your truest delivery to get it to that spot. And then if you do your truest delivery with a new pitch, I mean, that's the best way to develop it. And then I started seeing good results. Then I started seeing better results when I was throwing it to both right, righties and lefties. And then it just it became one of, like, you know, one of the things I have confidence, uh, a lot of confidence on, on my arsenal. That's well said and a really interesting point on the truest delivery coming during long toss and the importance there of catch play. Let's hit uh, some questions from folks tuning in. This is Super Trooper YT via YouTube. Again, know you're a fastball changeup guy. Uh, do you have a third pitch now uh, you've been working on? You talked about your early difficulty spinning the ball. Anything in the hopper? Um, the curveball, the curveball, um, the curveball, I, I did find out I have some good abilities to spin the baseball, which is, you know, it was a relief because, you know, you're in the big leagues, you're facing the elite, everybody that st uh, stands in the batter's box, you know, they're there for a reason. They have talent to put the ball in play, do some damage. So you do always want to have that third option in mind, always being the breaking ball. And I've been working really hard on it, you know, like develop the good shape the right amount of vertical break, horizontal break, the right spin, spin efficiency. And then I think it's just, it's going to be the challenge from me to me to make that pitch a factor. How do you make it a factor? You have to throw it for a strike for hitters to respect it. If you don't show it for strikes, uh, batters are just going to eliminate it and will bring you back, in my case, to uh, to them only mainly looking for that fastball change. So just having another pitch, uh, to have in the mix is going to be important. And I've been working really hard all of season long. And, you know, the time we've been here in camp, that's been one of my focuses. Yeah, especially, as you mentioned, trying to get third, fourth time through a lineup. Got to have a, a, another option always helps uh, the more tools you have at your disposal. Uh, this is from uh, Bryce uh, via YouTube. Welcome to Minnesota. All the Marlins writers spoke highly of your character. Uh, how is your personality? And he describes it as laid back and optimistic. How has that helped you survive the ups and downs of life as a high-stress role as a, a big league pitcher? I think the biggest thing is just it gives me composure when I'm on the mound. You know, when I'm on, I'm not a huge emotions guy when I'm on the field. If I'm having a great game, I try not to show great emotions. If I'm having a bad game, I'm trying not to show bad emotions. And I think uh, the kind of personality I have, it helps me turn the page, you know, uh, this game is really humbling. This game really has some tough moments, just like life. But then you you have to learn that you have to always move forward. You know, it's not about falling. It's about what you do when you get up. And then pitching, you know, like you wake up the next day and then you know that you have to follow your routine to prepare for the next game. 
you make a bad pitch, you well, now I have I have an opportunity here to make this very next pitch. It's all about taking it one pitch at a time. So obviously there's some moments where my emotions, you know, they take charge and I lose sight of, you know, being in the moment, staying true to myself. But for the most part, I've really tried to limit my limit those moments and then just staying true to myself of just like uh, being in the moment, compose myself and you know, forget what happened. And I have to focus on the opportunity I have right now in this moment. Very well said. More questions uh, from our fans here on Inside Twins. Anthony, oh boy, this is multiple choice for you. What comes first for you now that you're a Minnesotan? Ice fishing or snowmobiling? Is ice fishing as true as you see it in TV shows or movies? Just oh, yeah, sitting, you're, you're sitting with the hole? Yep. Okay, those are my two options. I'm going to go with the other one, Snowmobile. <laughs> Sounds a little more of, entertaining. You, you check in with uh, with Hot Rod McCormick or Caleb Dealbar. <laughs> they can take care of you on the ice fishing front. They can describe <laughs> it, but I'm with you. You want to you wanna keep on the move. Uh, yeah. More questions coming. Oh, best competition on the pickleball court. Are you a pickleball whiz? Huge pickleball guy. I always joke with everyone saying that baseball offseason is my pickleball season. <laughs> so I love pickleball. I am a huge fan of tennis, but to play tennis, you have to be you have to be really good, really skillful, really athletic. Uh, pickleball, you still have to be athletic, but it's not as demanding. The court's a lot small, smaller, and it's just it's just such a fun time. In fact, when when I reach out to the twins community, I told the head community you know person in the twins, I'm like, I'm also a huge pickleball guy. So whatever pickleball event community thing you can find in Minnesota. You do not have to ask anyone else but me. <laughs> do, have you found out if any of your teammates share your enthusiasm? Actually, no. But I did give one of them a ride the other day, and I showed them I have my paddles with me in my car. I have the pickleballs. I have everything. Well, I can let you know, Pablo, there are a ton of pickleball courts, facilities, groups here in the Twin Cities. Uh, so uh, not on game day, but we'll uh, hook you up with all the pickleball that you need over the course of your time in Twins territory. Thank you for your time today, Pablo. I know you came straight off the diamond. You're going out to help the good people of Fort Myers. Uh, we are so pleased to have you as part of Twins territory, uh, and we look forward to a great camp and on into a great 2023 season and uh, many more much. conversations. Thank Pablo you. Lopez, kind enough to join us in an outstanding conversation. One of the newest members of the Minnesota Twins joining us here on Inside Twins. That'll do it for our full offseason of Inside Twins. It's been brought to you all offseason by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated, how memories are created and legends are made. We've made some memories over the course of the offseason. Now look forward to making some memories with the Minnesota Twins 2023 campaign. Grapefruit League action hitting the airwaves on Saturday, and we'll see you then from Southwest Florida right here on your home for Twins Baseball. You have been listening to Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated. It's how memories are created and legends are made. This has been a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of 
the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.